the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When we think about all that Jesus Christ went through to make available to me and you, all that God has prepared for me and you, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that God has for us. According to all that the Word of God says about the heavy price God paid, to make all those things and opportunities available to us, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that he's made available to us. Well, the opposite is equally true. That is, it's wrong for us not to do so. It would be flat out wrong for us to not live out the life that Jesus Christ bled out so that we can have and live, especially since the Lord did all that he did so that it could be lived out by me and you. Jesus died to make it available to us. Then Holy Spirit had it written in the Word so that it could be known by us and that those things are rightfully ours. Well, it would be flat out wrong for us to live less of a life than the one that Jesus bled and died for us to be able to be able to have and to live out. That's why all of us should learn about and be about what it is that we need to be about to make sure that those things that are rightfully ours are ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Romans chapter 15, verse 8. Let me read it out of the Revised Standard Version. This is the first Bible I read. The Revised Standard Version, I have an, a, a personal affection for it. The Revised Standard Version. It renders verse 8 this way. It says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. In order to confirm the promises given to the promise to the patriarchs. He said, I'm going to show God's truthfulness. God, God, Jesus was the first demonstration of the truthfulness of God in a visible form which was undeniable. In order to be able to confirm that all the other promises he made to you are going to happen too. Because if he did this one, of course he can do the other ones. If he did this one, of course he could do the other one. See, most folk do the easiest first to be able to give you faith for the greatest. God said, I don't work that way. I'm going to do the most difficult first to show you that all these other little petty little promises I made you, surely I could do those. Because if I did this, if I can knock seven balls over the fence and then a home run every time, surely I can get a single. And if I can raise Jesus Christ 
from the dead. Just like I said, surely I can put some cheddar in your pocket. Surely I can heal your body. And surely I can make you like nobody else that you've ever seen before. To the point that you'll say, my eye has never seen, my ear have never heard what I got going on right now. That's the revived standard version. It says, well, I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. Jesus' very existence shows God's truthfulness to to the promises that he makes. God promised us that he sent Jesus way back in Genesis chapter 3. Promised us. Told us in chapter 3 verse 15 that that, that a a seed of woman is going to bruise thy head. That's what he told to the serpent. Praise God. Told told the devil. And and of course, you know, it might have confused him. But God said, this is what I'm going to do. And then all through scripture, he prophesies and prophesies and prophesies about him coming and doing what it is he said he's going to do. Well, God promised it and God did it through Jesus. God was truthful about his promises. All throughout the Old Testament, God promised us that many things that Jesus would say, that Jesus would do, up to including the words he would speak when he was on the cross, and he would speak to me and you. And then when we look through the manifestation of Jesus, we see, didn't he, didn't he, didn't he do it? He did exactly what he said he was going to do, including what he was going to ride into Jerusalem in, pray on and stuff like that, and what he was going to do and when he was going to do it. Got it down to the date, got it down to the hour, did every single thing that he said he going to do. So that means Jesus' very existence shows the truthfulness of God. Because everything he prophesied about him came, came to pass. Everything that he said he was going to do, did, and it continues to last. So if he said, if I said all that and did it, and I said all this and did it, surely you'll believe that I'm going to do what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> He's a personification of the truthfulness of God. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Surely. Somebody say surely. No, you got to say it like this. Surely. There you go. You got to say surely. Surely God going to do it. Someone say, you think God going to come through for you. What you going to say? Surely. Surely God's going to do it. Praise God. Woo. Oh, by the way, the woo is optional. You don't have to put that in if you don't want to. Praise God. But it goes real well with the surely. Praise God. Let me hear you. Surely. Woo. There you go. Praise God. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. We do verse 30 and come on down. He said, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And then he also glorified. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. I might add in the phrase, just like he said he was going to do. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Remember, Jesus is the confirmation 
I said, Jesus, this is confirmation. He said, not only did I bring him like I said, not only was he dead like I said, but he also rose up just like I said. And if I did all that, surely, am I going to do everything else for you? Surely, am I going to make sure these promises happen to you? Because if I did all that, how am I not going to freely give you everything else I got in store for you? When he was purely the confirmation, if they gave you a confirmation number, surely they're going to give you a key to the room. If they gave you a confirmation number, surely they're going to give you a key to that ride. If they gave you a confirmation number, surely they're going to give you a seat on that jet. And if God gave you a confirmation, surely you're going to get what he promised you're going to get. Surely. Woo! He said, read it again, read it again. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely. That word freely give means to grant as a favor that is gratuitously in kindness. Gratuitously in kindness. So I'm going to give you this as a gratuity. Now, a gratuity, you don't owe. I know when you're paying a tip, you think you owe it. You don't owe them. They got paid to do what you, they did. You didn't hire them. They, the company hired them. And they brought you your food. That's because they were supposed to. They brought you that drink because that's what they were supposed to do. That's what they was hired to do. Do your job, chick. Do your job, dude. Does that make sense? But the gratuity is you going above and beyond what you have to do to now do what you want to do. I owed for the food, but I will give you this because I want to give it to you. It's called a tip. It's called a gratuity. Like God said, I, I, I owed you. Let me rephrase. I don't owe you these things that I'm going to give to you. Say it out loud. I just want to. I just want to. I got it and I'm willing to give it. I'm rolling like that and I'll tear off a piece of my roll for you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I'll freely give you all things. But the confirmation of the fact that he'll do it is that he already did what he did with Jesus Christ. So since you are convinced of what he did through, for you through Jesus Christ, if you're convinced about that, he said, we'll be convinced about this too. That I'm going to give you what I want to give you because I want to. Around Christmas time, I take the staff out. Praise so my wife and I, we take the staff out. You know, and, and different people who volunteer around here with, with a level of regularity. We take them out to uh, uh, have, have some lunch at around Christmas time, praise God. And, 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 and it never fails, never fails. You know, the, the people at the place, you know, they call themselves going to make sure they get a tip, you know, because there's so many of us. And so they just write down on the mountain, print out on the mountain anyway, praise yeah. God. Amen. But invariably, I said invariably, the amount that we give is a gratuity far exceeds what they put down. 
They insult us with the amount that they write down. We ain't customers. We word of faith. We king's kids. We set out royally. Don't insult us with that little amount. This is how much we're going to give. And we write above and beyond that. That little stuff that you're asking God for, God said, don't insult me. I got exceeding great promises I want to give to you. And I'm going to freely give them to you just because I want to. Just because I roll like that. And let me tear off a piece of my roll for you like that. Somebody say, tear it off, Lord. I like this. That word freely give also translates deliver. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also deliver us all things? God's going to deliver us all things. My wife's been spending money recently, praise God. Hallelujah. And, and I came home last night, praise God, and there was a package sitting at our door. Praise God, big old package sitting at our door. Looked down at it and saw my wife's name on it. Angela, ain't scared to spend money, Pearson. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. She saw something she wanted. She laid claim to it. And they delivered it. And they delivered it. It was right there. God is going to show you what's available to you. You lay claim to it, and he said, and I'll deliver it. I don't know you hearing me. I'll deliver. Because if I, if I did what I did for my son, what makes you think I won't deliver for you? The things that I promised you. Shoot, she got the stuff. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Because of Jesus' existence, we ought to know that God will deliver on all the other promises that he made for me and you. Turn to Hebrews chapter 8. Glory to God. Stick with me, y'all. Hebrews chapter 8. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. He delivers. The postman will deliver. The postman will deliver. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 8. Yes, he will. The postman will deliver. God will deliver. Yes, he will. God will deliver. Inside joke. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. It says, but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, speaking of Jesus Christ, by whom much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Notice. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, which means God has a ministry. By by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. See, we, Weasons, we've been born again into a covenant that has awesome promises attached to it. I said awesome promises. Promises attached to it. That's what reasons been. We we we've been born again into a covenant with other, and Jesus is the minister of that covenant. He's the minister of that covenant. He, he's the minister of that covenant. 
That word minister also translates attendant of that covenant, which means he is the attendant of that covenant. Your attendant takes care of you. That attendance delivers things to you. It also translates in one translation, waiter. The waiter takes care of you. You just sit there and they bring it all to you. You just sit there and they bring it all to you. God said, just sit there and I'll bring it all to you. The postman will deliver. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. This might help a little bit. Verse six out of the Bible in basic English. It says, but now his position as priest is higher because through him, God has made a better agreement with man based on the giving of better things. Based on the giving of better things. Somebody said better things. The things that God gives us in this covenant are better than the ones that he gave in the other covenant. Now, you know, I know you don't heard a lot of bad teaching about how horrible the one that was in the old teacher. It was an administration of death. Shut up, folks. The covenant was perfect. The people weren't. If it was bad, why did Jesus live up to it? And why did Jesus benefit from it? To the point that he was never sick a day in his life, never broke a day in his life, never in despair a day in his life because he lived up to the old covenant. The covenant wasn't a problem. It was the people that was the problem. Just like marriage ain't the problem. It's the people. That's the problem. But Jesus solved for the people, taking out that heart of stone and put it in a heart of flesh. Putting his word in their heart and in their mind so they can think it and have a heart to do it all the time. So that now they can live it out without a problem just like he did too. Because he gave them the grace to do it. Not to get around it, but to do it. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? The things that God gives us in this covenant are better than the ones that he gave in the other covenant. That's really saying something. Because that which God gave in the OT wasn't no joke. Let me read it out of the 20th century. Let me bring it closer to this era. The 20th century New Testament renders verses this way. It says, but Jesus, as we see, had obtained a ministry as far excelling theirs as the covenant of which he is the mediator based as it is on better promises excels the former covenant. It excels the former covenant. That word excel means to surpass others or be superior in some respect or area to out do to surpass others to be superior in some respect or area to outdo the covenant that he has outdoes the one that was before and the one before wasn't no joke surpasses it put up to a light the other day and I was sitting at the light praise God enjoying myself thinking about the Lord singing about the Lord and you know meditating on the Lord and it's brand new, sweet, 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 brand new Corvette pulled up next to me. I'm sure there was somebody in it, but I didn't look at them. I just saw the vet. It was sweet, sweet, sweet vet. Because I ain't interested in them. I'm, I'm interested in that vet, though, praise God. And I'm like, that's a sweet vet, praise God. And they were sitting there right next to me and stuff like that. were blacked out. You know, kind of, they kind of like blacked out the windows a little bit so you couldn't be looking in easy anyway. I said, let me mess with them. 
I said, boom, boom. And I got a white minivan. I'm driving, praise God, the church's white minivan. I'm like, boom, boom. I kind of looked over at him. Boom, boom, boom. I can like put one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas counter so I can make it move and stuff, you know. Boom, boom. And they just sat there. The light changed. I was like, it let me go for so far and just sat there. I'm like, dang, it's just sitting there. All of a sudden, I saw. And like, it just, it, it thing shot past. I was like, dang. I already knew that it was faster than the van. I'm playing with the thing. But I had no idea. It was that much faster that it could surpass it to that rate. That bad boy went from zero to 60 like that. And kept pulling past 62. It was all in triple digits because I'm watching it shrink and my windshield went, praise God. I'm like, dang. What an OT was a tremendous blessing. It was no joke. It was off the hook. It was, it was revved up and powerful. That's why Jesus was never broke a day in his life, never sick a day in his life, never in despair a moment in his life because he fulfilled the Old Testament and received the blessings of the Old Testament in his life. But the new tea. <laughs> well, that's all the way up time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that the things that God says in His Word that He has for us are true. They really are made available by God for me and you. God's Word really is true. The things that He said in His Word that He made available for me and you really are made available for me and you. God made promises to me and you that really are ours. So, let's do what we need to do to believe God's Word is true and do what we need to do to make what God promised can happen in our lives actually happen in our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And to all of our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I want to invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 to 155 from many different churches, from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. It's a monthly mature adult fellowship that meets on the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon, where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. 
If you need a ride, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And by the way, if you're under 56 years or older, just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us, that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us. I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial offerings to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do for all of you. That is, make sure that you reap what you've sown. We thank God for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.